Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of the Wild Gravity Travelcast. My name is Jim. We'll have Brian along for our special segment later in the show uh, to talk about the second half of his Asia trip, which actually, I guess, the second half just being uh, Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Tokyo Disney Sea. So he's going to talk about all that. I know he's got several comparisons to the domestic parks here in the U.S. comparing and talking about all of that. So we'll get into that a little bit after the break. Getting into the news today, uh, not too much to talk about from last week. Funspot is building an interactive splash pad, and normally that wouldn't be something worth talking about, really. I mean, it's just water effects and a splash pad, but in the corner of their concept art, they either sloppily or purposefully released um, pieces of what looks to be a log flume in the corner. So uh, speculate all you want, but it's kind of there. It uh, looks like a log flume in the corner of the concept art. So who knows when that will happen. The splash pad for Fun Spot Orlando has supposedly been coming since 2009. It's 2019. So, I mean, I guess at least dirt is moving, unlike our friend Josh Wallach and his Skyplex project, which hasn't yet got off the ground. I mean... They mowed the grass, I think, but who knows. Uh, moving on, BGW fans put together a very long read of a post talking about the 2020 coaster coming to Busch Gardens Williamsburg. It looks fun and exciting, looks to be Intamin. They have all the details on BGW fans. I'm not going to get into a lot of it because none of it's official, but they have all the schematics and stuff to show off there. Um, whether legal or not to have those, we don't know, but it's on the internet. It's out there. The secret's out. We pretty much know what Busch Gardens Williamsburg is getting for 2020. Uh, not a whole, like I said, not a whole lot to talk about. Had a chance to go down to Dollywood for their media opening day, and a big thanks to Dollywood and Dolly herself for having us out to the park uh, for the Passholder and Media Opening Day event. We actually got a construction tour of Wildwood Grove. It was very muddy. Very uh, Shoes were covered, like literally covered in mud. Uh, still very wet from all the rains and the flooding they had down there a couple weeks ago, I believe. And the pro But the area is looking like it's coming along really nicely. They are actually officially scheduled to open now on May 10th. And you can look for content, content on our site, wildgravitytravels.com, uh, to... Look for a lot of content this coming week on our construction tour. Probably have that coming out later today, uh, which is Sunday, March 17th, uh, St. Patrick's Day. So look for that content, and we'll have some other features that we got from down there. A uh, little bit deeper look at the Festival of Nations, one of the better food events in any park, in my opinion. Uh, great, unique offerings of food, and just a wonderful experience to be at the park on opening weekend. It does get busy into Saturday, Sunday, if you've ever thought about going to Dollywood on opening weekend. And that's just because Dolly Parton herself is there uh, for the opening weekend events. All right, and we are back. Uh, this is part two of our uh, talk with Mr. Brian Orlando. Um, he's back to talk to us a little more about his third Asian trip 
Um, and if you haven't listened yet, check out last week's episode. He talked about Siam is what I'm still going to pronounce it as. Siam. Park City, uh, Universal Singapore, and FujiQ Highland Park. Um, so he talked about all of his experiences there with those parks. So be sure to go back and check that episode out. Um, other than that, we've saved the best for this week as far as your trip's concerned, in my opinion. Um, we'll see what you have to say. Uh, so you had a chance to wrap up your trip at Tokyo Disneyland, which was a first-time uh, first visit to Tokyo Disneyland. And how many... This is like your second or third time to Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah, second time to uh, Tokyo Disney Sea. Okay, so um, let's start over at Disney Sea where you've been before. Let's start there. Yeah. So uh, again, second visit. So that my first visit to Disney Sea was pretty much a rush trip. Uh, it was one day in the park. I had to run through and see everything. There were long lines that day, so I kind of wanted to really sit and enjoy the park this time because honestly, you know. Tokyo Disney Sea is the most beautiful park in the world um, that I've visited. Wow. It is high praise. Yes, very high praise. I'll tell everybody and until Disney destroys it, it will be the uh, the most themed park in the world. So uh, I, I don't like that there's going to be changes coming to the park. I think it's perfect just the way it is. Uh, so, I mean, they started with Nemo, uh, which took over. And now I'm forgetting the name. Storm, 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 something. Well, the Nemo ride took over an existing attraction and made it very kid-friendly, and it was not a nice addition to the park. So Is I'm that the one with the pink submarines? No, uh, it's a it's a simulator ride. Oh, okay, okay. So it uh, they're gradually probably uh, just knowing Disney and how they're doing with IPs right now, they're literally going to destroy everything that's creative about Tokyo Disney Sea. So, but that could be a conversation for another time. <laughs> but uh, what I love about Tokyo Disney Sea is that everything there is creative and unique. Uh, there aren't a lot of IPs thrown in your face. So, you know, like their journey to the center of the earth is an incredible attraction. It's a short little ride, but there's just something about it that is just incredible. The, the theming is beautiful. I mean, it's just a beautiful ride to look at. Um, and then I am the biggest fan, I think, in the world of the Sinbad ride, uh, which I literally, when I go there, I ride five to ten times. Wow. Um, it's their version of, of Small World, but it is not Small World. So uh, it is a much better version. This would be a perfect attraction for somewhere in Epcot in the World Showcase. But it is a fantastic dark ride, um, a beautiful song that plays to the entire um, the entire ride. Uh, so it's definitely one of my top attractions and I might be in the minority, but as I've been looking at Twitter and people are visiting Tokyo Disney Sea, I see more and more people tweeting about Sinbad. So it may not just be me. <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> Tokyo Disney Sea is growing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tokyo Disney Sea, incredible park. You could just literally walk around it and take in the atmosphere. Just everything about it is beautiful. Um, you could just explore it and not ride a single ride in the park, um, and you'd be just blown away by it. But what's special with this trip is that I was able to go to Disney Sea while it was snowing. Wow. And I think that was just, it made the experience even more incredible. So uh, just getting to see the snow in all of the park, it was just 
incredible to me. Um, and I'll have videos and everything posted. I know I tweeted about it um, when I was in the park, but just beautiful. And what was really cool is the cast members and the guests made these little uh, snow characters out of the snow. So there were little Mickey Mouse um, snowmen around, little ones on tables and ledges and stuff. But I thought that was a nice little touch that the cast members there were doing. Um, but yeah, super, super, super wonderful. Wow. Place. So, so proving, uh, I'll I'll say it, proving Walt Disney himself wrong on that <laughs> one, because at one point, uh, I'm not sure if it was the Canada's Wonderland Land or mm -hmm. not, but he was eyeing Toronto and a couple other northern properties for yes. the Disney yeah. World idea. So, I mean, obviously, Disney World ended up pretty good. Uh, you know, again, conversations for other days on how it's being destroyed. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, um, that's just cool. And I've seen videos of other people posting from Paris with it snowing. And oh, it just always yeah. looks like such a fun experience to be in a Disney park with snow. It is. The only, you know, the only drawback is, you know, the outside rides closed. So even Journey to the Center of the Earth, since it has a small outside section, um, with uh, the that was also closed um, during the snow. So that's the only inconvenience. Uh, they have Raging Spirits in the back, which um, that, that closes as well. Uh, but there's, there's plenty of other things to do. I mean, I, I found plenty to do just walking around the park and just admiring the snow. Uh, like I said, I can walk in that park and do absolutely nothing and, and just be, I'll, I love it. <laughs> so now I know you said, and we'll stay on it, because I'm just trying to get people a, a clearer point of it. Mm -hmm. um, we have some parks here in the U.S. that kind of have the water implemented into their layout. Mm -hmm. uh, Epcot, Islands of Adventure, even you could say Disney's California Adventure a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Um, compare it to like one of those, and I know you're probably going to say it doesn't compare, it's way better. <laughs> but like, is it kind of a mix between the the cultural, like not cultural, but the like the old world charm of what Islands of Adventure used to be before Harry Potter destroyed, and yes, I said destroyed oh, it. Strong words, strong words. Hot word. take, Harry Potter destroyed and continues with Hagrid's to destroy <laughs> Islands of Adventure. Yeah, I would think, so I, I've always loved Islands of Adventure, and I think the original version of Islands of Adventure was the best. Uh, so, yes, think of it more of an Islands of Adventure type creative. There weren't a lot of um, IPs thrown in your face and in a much grander scale. So okay. that, yeah, that'd be probably a good way to compare it. Uh, just Disney sea is, is incredible. Just the whole entire land just merges together. So no matter where you walk and what area you're in of the park, it all kind of blends together into this big, into Disney sea. <laughs> okay. So so yeah, that's and that's how I've always taken it. Is like it's it's Islands of Adventure on a much bigger, better level. Right. Yeah. Um, and like original Islands of Adventure. Original. Again, yes. Not the, <laughs> not the destroyed version. Um, <laughs> so okay, yeah, and and I've seen pictures, and honestly, you've made me want to go to Tokyo Disney Sea more than any of the parks, and that used to be like the third or fourth park on my list for for an Asian trip. Uh, now. I know Shanghai, in the Disney realm of everybody Disney people, and mm -hmm. you went to Shanghai last year. Yeah. Um, and year that's, before. Oh, year before. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you have wonderful video series on that and all of your Asian trips, of course. But uh, 
you still like Disney Sea the best of all of the Disney parks you've been to in the world, and you've been to all of them now. Well, I haven't been to Paris yet, so that's the oh, last okay. one I have. All right. Oh, that's, but, that's right. That's, that's Jake who has yeah, been to Yeah, Jake Paris. did that one. I'll get there eventually, but it's on my list. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think Tokyo Disney Sea is definitely on the top of my list of, as far as Disney parks. Uh, I would still kind of veer towards Shanghai as far as attractions because you know, I'm a little biased with Tron being there. Um, right. And also the incredible Pirates ride they have at Shanghai. So Yes. But as far as like park overall, the whole experience, uh, definitely Tokyo Disney Sea. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, is it, I mean, I hear a lot of people talk about, well, I'd rather go to Shanghai because it's newer and nicer and everything else. But, you know, you're one of the ones that's always been the advocate for Tokyo Disney Sea. And, of course, you have Tokyo Disneyland right next door, yep. which we're going to move into next. So this was your first time at Tokyo Disneyland, and you had a whole day and then some there, correct? Yeah, so how the, how the park hoppers work over there is you get one day at Tokyo Disney Sea one day at Tokyo Disneyland, and then the third day is a park hopper. So you can huh. go between the parks. So I, that's kind of an interesting thing to throw out. Uh, so you, you cannot park hop the first two days. So what I did basically, I did uh, Tokyo Disney Sea, I did Tokyo Disneyland the second day, and then I, I, wa I didn't walk, but took the uh, monorail back and forth between the parks the third day. So a little blend of, of each. Uh, so Tokyo Disneyland, uh, I went at a really bad time. It was uh, Chinese New Year, as I mentioned on the last show. Very, 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 very crowded. And Tokyo Disneyland is not a huge park. I know they're working on expanding now, which they desperately need. So just imagine all these people in a small park. It becomes a nightmare. There were lines for everything, lines for, wow. line for restaurants. And I'm not talking, you know, three or four people deep. We're talking extensive lines for everything. Wow. So they do have a fast pass system. Uh, I, if you don't know the Tokyo Disney Resort, they have the paper fast passes. So they're still old school. Mm. So uh, Tokyo Disneyland, I headed straight to Pooh's Honey Hunt because that's kind of their signature unique attraction there. Um, and I was able to actually walk right on that ride at opening uh, without a fast pass. And uh, that is a really cool ride. Uh, again, talking about best versions of rides, that's the best version of the Pooh attraction at the parks. Okay. So, uh, but other than that, uh, there wasn't anything that I loved about Tokyo Disneyland. I loved the park, but I didn't love their attractions so much. Their, their Space Mountain is kind of cool, uh, but it's, it's similar to California's. It's, it's similar to Hong Kong Disneyland. So nothing special about it. just was a cool version of it. Um, but like I said, attraction-wise, there wasn't anything that really stood out to me. Their Pirates is just like California's. Um, and it's more, it's more like an old-school Magic Kingdom. Like their Haunted Mansion there is like our original one in the Magic Kingdom here in Orlando without all the additions they made through the years. Huh. Uh, so a little bit old school at, at Tokyo Disneyland. Uh, their, um, their railroad doesn't go around the whole park, so it only goes around a small little section. It's kind of a loop. Um, but it does have the elements of Disneyland in California with having the whole prehistoric dark ride element of it. 
which I thought was neat. Um, Splash Mountain was closed, so I didn't get to experience that. It was super cold anyway. So I was say, well, it was snowing, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so nothing really stood out to me as being spectacular there. And so I wasn't a huge fan of it walking in. But what really changed my mind about the park was their nighttime entertainment. It blew me away. Uh, they have what's called Dream Lights, which is their um, kind of Main Street Electrical Parade is uh, just called Dream Lights. Fantastic, fantastic nighttime parade. Um, super, super good. What I love about the parks there, too, is that everybody behaves during parades and shows. There is no children being held up on shoulders. Everybody kind of sits on the pavement. They don't hold their phones up. Uh, they keep them in front of their face. Very, very calm crowd. And wow. they don't leave any trash. So they have um, cast members walking around with trash cans. You dump your trash in there. And literally when the people get up, there's no trash on the ground. Huh. So you never see that in the parks here. No, no. Um, but Dreamlights was fantastic as far as nighttime uh, parades go. Uh, they also have a small little fireworks show. because they were, they were still celebrating their 35th. They have a small little um, fireworks show that you can see between both parks. So if you're at Tokyo Disney Sea or if you're at Tokyo Disneyland, you can see that fireworks show from both parks. Wow! And then right after that, they do a castle projection show at Tokyo Disneyland um, called Brand New Dream, and it's the um, IAPA Brass Wing Ring Award-winning show. Um, all kind of multimedia fireworks. Uh, Fountains, projections, all kind of things. Fantastic show. So that kind of really changed my mind about the park after seeing all that. I think they're definitely, they did a bang up job with their 35th anniversary celebration. Nice. Uh, for good um, nighttime entertainment. But like I said, going to attractions, it's, it's, there's nothing special. Pooh's Honey Hunt is definitely, uh, was my favorite there because it's just unique. Other than that, nothing stands out as being a, a great attraction at that park. It definitely needs an expansion. <laughs> so going back to the night shows real quick then. Yeah. So Dream Lights was the parade. Correct. So would you say, and you said it, you mentioned Main Street Electrical. Would you say it's a little old school like Main Street Electrical, not as high tech and as advanced as like Paint the Night, if you will? There are elements of it like Paint the Night. I kind of think it's a blend of both. And I don't think it has as nice of floats as Paint the Night does. Uh, but I think it is a nice mix of both of them. So you still like Paint the Night better? I think so, yeah. Okay. I just think overall Paint the Night. And I, I just love the soundtrack for Paint the Night, too. Yes, absolutely. So, it's my favorite it, parade as well. I, I, yeah. I would watch, I'd watch that parade every night of a trip to Disneyland. So. Yeah, it's a very weird um, nighttime entertainment schedule. So like I said, they have the nighttime parade. And that start, I think it started at 7 o'clock. And then at 8.05, they have this, it's like a 5 to 10 minute fireworks show, the one you can see from both parks. Right. And then after that, they have another show, which is that brand new dream on the castle. So, so is, that your, is that your favorite projection show that you've seen? Or is the one at Magic Kingdom in Orlando still your favorite now? It's, it's a tough call. I, I think I would have to go with this one. Um, Brand New Dream, I thought, just had more to it. Um, and pretty much it celebrates 35 years at Tokyo Disneyland. So it's a unique show in that it celebrates the attractions. 
So it goes through like a section of the Haunted Mansion and goes through a section of Jungle Cruise. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, it's a neat show to watch. Um, and just I love the fountains and the castle projections, the fireworks shooting off behind the castle. But as far as like a, an emotional show, I think Happily Ever After hits the heart more than this show. Right. Like the spectacular uh, and looking at the multimedia, I think Brand New Dream wins. Okay. So I'm going to get a little nitpicky here for a couple minutes. Uh, they have a big Thunder Mountain? Yes, they do. Uh, so what do you think of that? Well, let's start. What's your current big favorite Big Thunder Mountain before this park? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'd probably have to go with California's version. Okay, me too. Um, is this one better? Or? This is almost a clone of Magic Kingdom. Okay. So what I'm hearing is like, and Tokyo Disney, I believe, was the third or fourth Disney park to open. Yeah, this one, it feels, it feels like it's been cloned off the Magic Kingdom. So even walking right. to the park, you get that impression the whole time. Gotcha. So, yeah, and then they kind of took some of the stuff that's better in California and moved it or improved upon it to put it there. Right, right. I mean, even with the parade, it sounds like they took, like, Main Street Electrical and mixed it with Paint the Night and threw it there. So Yeah, very cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a fun park. Uh, it sounds like you would rather spend more time at Tokyo Disney Sea. I would tend yeah. to agree with you based on your opinions and seeing your videos. Yeah, I think maybe uh, the crowds, you know, made the, the experience worse for me. I, you know, maybe if I didn't have to wait in our, you know, waits for rides and stuff to right. my first impression a little bit better. But I, I wasn't I wasn't wowed by the park. It's a charming park. It's small, great nighttime entertainment. But the, the attraction lineup is just nothing, nothing spectacular. I could ride it here in Orlando. Right. Understandable. They did have so, Snow White, though. So I was happy with Snow White's Scary Adventures was there. So I got a kick out of riding that again. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Would you want Snow White back? <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you for that. Yeah. All right. So um, any other highlights of your Disney trip or thoughts you wanted to throw in? I, no, I, I mean, I love Tokyo Disney Resort. I, uh, every time I, I want to go again. <laughs> You're right. Uh, I, there's just something about those parks, and I think it's mainly just how people act. I just, it's a nice change of pace from the crazy Orlando parks here where, where everybody's rude, no one has any manners. It's very structured in Japan, just like everything else. So I think just being able to watch a parade and not have to stress out about you know someone holding their child up and blocking my view, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a nice, it's a nice change of pace. It's a, it's a beautiful resort. Both parks are really, really nice. I love their monorail system there uh, that gets you between the parks. You do have to pay for it. Uh, so you do have, you can get like a four day pass for it if you need to, or you can pay, you know, per ride, but just how it's all structured is, is wonderful. And I, I, I always love visiting, always have a fantastic time. Cool. Yeah. Um, so as a resort, then that's a good that's a good one you brought up. So we have in the Asian market, we have Hong Kong Disney Resort. Yeah. We have Shanghai Disneyland Resort. Um, and we have Tokyo Disney, correct? Those are the three. Right. Yep. So what overall resort feel and everything, which is your 
favorite? Like, which would you want to, if I said, here's all the money you need, you can go for five days. Where are you going? Just to yeah. one, one resort. Yeah, definitely Tokyo, without a doubt. I mean, Hong Kong is a, is a beautiful park, too, and it's, it's unique in its own mind. Uh, and Shanghai, I mean, I would go there, just not for five days. Right. I, I, when, I went to I, Shang, when I went to Shanghai last time, I wanted, I wanted to have two days, and literally I could have did the park in one day. But you got a lot of great video for your page because of it. So. Oh yes, I mean, and I got to ride Tron multiple times, so that's, that's good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> soon you'll have Tron in Orlando. Yes. So. So you'll have Tron down there, uh, you know, within the next decade or so, depending on how fast Disney digs a hole. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, well, Orlando contractors dig a hole. I don't like to blame Disney for construction, but yeah, yeah. Um, Universal builds faster, but you know it's easy to build a wall with a screen. Exactly. Uh, I mean, look at Jimmy Fallon. How great that turned out. Oh, and Fast and Furious. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> they could have left. They could have left Fast and Furious named Disaster because. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sorry for anybody that does that actually likes Jimmy Fallon or does or uh, Fast and Furious. Uh, there are some Brian, out there. Yeah, I know. And Brian and I clearly don't. I just I'm not a fan of either. So yeah. I try um, to stay pretty neutral between the parks. I really do. You know, I try to stay equally a fan of Disney, equally a same. fan of Universal. I never try to sway and be a fanboy of either. So right. So yeah. Um, and coming up here. In a week or so, we're going to be able to see what SeaWorld has done and what LEGO has done yeah. uh, down there. And I'm sure we'll get lots of feedback from everybody. I'm sure if you're, you're watching the wrong blog or page, you're gonna, everything's going to be awesome. And everything not just always because, is. Not just because you're at Legoland, but everything will be awesome because you're watching the wrong blogger or vlogger yes. uh, do their stuff. Um, don't, don't be drawn in by the attractions or the uh, reviews of theme parks, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, when you're looking at bloggers, is my advice to the crowd out there. Look for some more optimistic people that are just going and uh, covering the event honestly and telling you what they really think of things. So, And that'll be a conversation for another day. And Brian, I'd love to have you back for what makes a good blogger and vlogger episode, which yeah, is a work in progress. I've, I've, been, I've been teasing that episode for... I think since episode one or two, honestly. I think I think we could talk for hours about that. That would probably be a multi-part uh, oh, series I mean, here. <laughs> you know, a summer a summer special mini series on a mini series, yeah. On everything wrong and yeah, <laughs> I mean everybody's got their own thing. We've got cavemen that trespass and <laughs> helicopter guys that somehow need wheelchairs for run Disney races and I mean all over the place. So look. Well, getting back to this, uh, thanks again for joining us for another week, second week straight. Yep, thanks for having me. No problem. And uh, you can check out uh, Mr. Brian, as he's called himself on Twitter and uh, YouTube. Uh, Mr. Brian Orlando on YouTube, correct? Correct. And Mr. Brian ORL on Twitter. And also, is it ORL Park Pass? Yep, ORL Park Pass. On Twitter. Um, and that's where they do more of their coverage in the live time social media thing. Yeah. Uh, and they have a great site. And again, it's open and honest and completely clear, like much like Wild Gravity Travels is, uh, with the reviews and everything and thoughts. 
So uh, thanks for joining us. And also to our listeners, again, be sure to check out the video series. Uh, go back and watch the other Asian adventures. If you're planning a trip to any of the Disney parks or any of the Universal parks over there in Asia, uh, Brian has a great series on any of those uh, to check out and really get an idea of what everyday life and experience is like being there as a tourist. So, and Thank it's a much, it's a much, yeah, you're welcome. And it's a much, uh, much different cultural experience for sure. I, I imagine. Yeah. Like you said, not even just the politeness at Tokyo, but just overall language barriers, stuff you have to encounter and all of that. Yep. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for stopping by again. Thank you.